Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have a local legend on the program. Our feature interview is with Mary Osborne. She has had a professional surfing career for over 10 years. You'll hear about how special Ventura is to the surfing world. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Thanks for joining us. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. The information should not be relied upon for purposes of transacting securities or other investments. Please consult with a financial advisor. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. Today is our local legend show with Mary Osborne. How does a girl growing up in small town Ventura become a surfing icon? How special is Ventura's coastline to the surfing community? Today we have our feature interview with Mary Osborne. It's going to be a great show. Also, we'll be discussing the finance principle of estate planning. I will spell out the basic key points with what you need to know about estate planning. We do put this show on iTunes and other podcast platforms. You can find us by searching Big Money in the 805. You can also find each previous show and the show notes on my website, marinantha.com. Today's feature interview is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. Mary Osborne is an icon in the international surf industry. She has already had over 10 years of a career as a competitive surfer, fashion model, writer, and environmental advocate. Traveling to remote places around the globe, she has become an ambassador for the environmental causes as well as a female empowerment. She's born and raised right here in the 805. Mary, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So you're born and raised here in Ventura, and you've traveled the world surfing and seeing different places. Let's start with this question. What are the favorite places you've traveled to around the world? Oh, there's so many good spots. But for me personally, anywhere with warm water is kind of where I like to travel just because we have a little bit of a chill in the water here in California. So uh, Mexico is great, Australia. I think Mexico being here in California is an easy, great shot. Awesome. So let's jump into the, our coastline that we have here in Ventura. From a surfer's perspective, are we a destination for people to come here and visit and surf? How special is this coastline we have right here? Ventura has a beautiful coastline. Uh, it has kind of become a hot spot over the last couple years with our beautiful beaches and our remote waves that we have. Uh, our coastline allows people from beginners to learn to surf to advanced surfers and swimmers and beach lovers. I think we live in one of the most gorgeous areas and up and down the coast of California. It's, it's beautiful here. When we think about surfing and the tourism that it brings and how people utilize the beaches, is there anything in your mind that comes into play for supporting surf and supporting the beaches locally? Is there anything we could do as a community to better support that? 
I think there's obviously there's so many ways you can help support our beaches and keeping them clean. The easiest thing is just picking up a piece of trash on the beach. I always say it's good luck if you're walking down the beach and you see something, you pick it up and then you get good wave karma when you're out there. <laughs> so something as simple as that, um, you know, keeping what we use as our playground clean and useful for the next generation is, is pretty key. Great. At what age did you learn to surf? I know you had three older brothers and they were an influence as well for you. What age did you start surfing and how was their influence on you for for getting into this? I was lucky enough to grow up on the beach uh, in a little community called Solomar in Ventura. And having three older brothers, we did every sport known to mankind and I just tagged along hoping that they would let me go with them. And uh, I started really getting into surfing around age 12. So I was a little older. Nowadays, people start at two and a half, three, but uh, I really fell in love with it at around 12. And my brothers have been a huge impact on my career. Obviously, just the competitive side alone kind of got me into it and being in our backyard every day playing in the ocean. So yeah, it's been it's been a journey, but 12, 12 now seems late <laughs> for right, people. Right, <laughs> so. seems like kids are starting so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they start real young. So now you have a surf business here in Ventura that you've came back to Ventura. You're here, you're rooted, and you have a surf business. Can you tell us about that? How long have you had that and what types of things do you do? I have had my camps for almost 12 years now. Uh, they run from ages two and a half is the youngest I've had and 75 is the oldest I've had. In the summers, I run around 10 weeks of kids' programs along with overnight programs for young teens, everything from kids to adults. Now, as tourism expands here in Ventura, I've had a lot of people traveling here and families and women wanting to come spend the weekend in Ventura. So the business is not only just a surf camp, but now it's kind of turned into a full travel destination where I plan everything from their flights to their car services to where they stay, where they eat, and really give them like a whole sense of what Ventura has to offer. Boy, that's great. When you teach kids to surf, what's the best thing about that? What perspective can you share with kind of teaching someone this new sport? I think right away the smile on the kid's face when they catch their first wave and stand up is, is definitely something that captures me and captures my heart and makes me realize why I love doing what I'm doing. Just getting out there, overcoming their fears, learning what the ocean has to offer. I mean, we live in such a beautiful coastal town that being able to share what we have here um, with others and this, these future generations is really important. So at one point I saw you were an ambassador for Patagonia. Are you still an ambassador with them? Luckily, I am still an ambassador for Patagonia. What, yes. what does that entail? That sounds like such a neat thing. And Patagonia, another company that is kind of born here in Ventura and is doing so well, so widely known. So what, what is that? Being an ambassador kind of goes across the board with Patagonia. I represent them um, in various ways, from environmental initiatives to helping with product design, product testing, and representing the company on a global and international level. Uh, I don't necessarily have to be in the office on a regular basis, but uh, representing them outside of the office. So anything that I do and in, in events and product that I'm using, I try to always incorporate Patagonia which has uh, been really easy because their philosophy now is embedded in me and it's become my philosophy as well, protecting where we live and where we play. So it's a pretty easy gig. <laughs> right. Do they have a wide line of surf wear? Is that... They do. The uh, surf division has expanded over the last couple years. They have a, quite a group of people backing them, a lot of different ambassadors, a lot of other local pro surfers here, um, the Malloys being one of them, the three brothers that are 
local surfers that have really helped take the surf division to a new level. But they have great product from wetsuits to uh, outdoor sportswear to surfboards now. And, mm. and the surfboards are being manufactured here in Ventura, which is pretty fun. You can go in there and kind of visualize what they're doing and actually get your hands on a custom-made board. Who are some of the other notable professionals or big businesses in the surf world that are in the area here in the 805 or, or in Ventura? Yeah, we have quite a few of them here. I would say in 805, I guess Channel Island Surfboards is a pretty big manufacturer, one of the top surfboard companies, but um, they manufacture on a very big level. It's pretty fascinating to go in there to see how much production goes into making a surfboard. Most people don't think about that, and I, I try to tell people it's like a piece of artwork. You're not just buying this you know, item, you know, people put their heart and soul into these things when they make them. But we have a lot of mini, like smaller surfboard shapers here. We got a lot of surf shops. um, And now as the kind of surf world's expanding into health and lifestyle, we're starting to get more juice bars and healthy restaurants. And uh, I think there's a lot more expanding here in Ventura. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people paddling now and with the paddleboard, that seems to be a big business as well. Yeah, the paddling's great. I mean, we have such a great coastline that allows it. Um, I was just out the other day and, and got to paddle with dolphins going next to me for you know at least five minutes hanging out. So where else can you get that? It's pretty amazing. So I wanted to ask you, so you had a pro surfing career. You've traveled. You were young while you were doing this. If you could go back in time to your younger self and when you first started traveling, what is some of the advice that you would give to yourself, things you know now that you can pass back, if (laughs) you could? I'll tell you one funny financial thing (laughs) is that I always wanted to have like a really nice house home when I came back. But there was one point in my career in my mid-20s that I was traveling about three countries a month. So it was so stupid for me to spend all this money having this beachfront home in Ventura. And I was only there maybe two days out of the month. So you should have been there during that time telling me, (laughs) don't even bother spending money on this rental and save it to buy something. So that's something I look back on now. Like, why did I need to have that? I Honestly, like I, I haven't had too many things that I've regretted looking back. I think probably just having help and, and some support with that, with the, you know financial stuff and just, I guess, coaches along the way would be helpful because you end up doing a lot of it yourself. Surfing's a really solo sport, so to have people guiding you on the back end is pretty helpful when you're doing it as a career. I noticed that you are an environmental advocate, and you have that on your website. Can you tell us about some of the causes that you support and share with us some information about that? Being with Patagonia has kind of opened my eyes to a lot of different environmental causes. About, I think, six years ago, uh, I did a big trip uh, with the Five Gyres Institute, which is learning about plastic pollution in our oceans. And at the time, we didn't know so much about it. We knew it was there. We learned that there was this big island of trash off the coast of California and these different areas in the world. So I was fortunate enough to go travel 33 long days at sea with a bunch of scientists and learned about how it really does affect our oceans and our animals and then affects us when we're eating them. That plastic pollution is one of my big kind of environmental initiatives, but anything kind of surrounding oceans and outdoors, I'm pretty passionate about it just because I eat, pray, love, like I'm out there every day in the ocean. So, and outdoors. So kind of anything protecting our wildlife and, and keeping things clean, I think is important. I also wanted to ask you about female empowerment. That's noted as well as something that you're behind. And what message are you sharing with that? Well, I, when I first started surfing, I was the, the one of the rare females in the male-dominated sport. Um, so it kind of just encouraging women to get out, try it, get out of your comfort zone, overcome fears. 
I definitely teach surfing in a, a really different manner than, than most instructors. Um, I think we hold on, especially as women, to a lot of fears and a lot of things in our head. And so we kind of have to work through things with baby steps. Um, and that's what I like to incorporate. And it's with my young teen camps now that I've started to do. It's a lot about self-confidence, self-awareness, really bringing in key notable speakers for these young girls to have great role models and to not be like tied to their social media and their phones and, and the, the not real life that we're, that we're living in nowadays, this social media phone world. <laughs> so I try to really incorporate just, you know, being a female, being proud, body image, health, lifestyle, and uh, utilizing the ocean to do so. Our guest today is Mary Osborne, professional surfer, Ventura native, icon here in the 805. Thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, where can people go to get uh, more information about your surf camps and your surf trips and things that you're doing? My website is maryosbornesurf.com, and it can be tricky to spell, but you can just Google Mary Osborne Surf or uh, Mary Surf and Ventura, and uh, things will pop up on that website. Thanks so much for being here today, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Today's finance principle deals with the importance of having an estate plan. What is an estate plan? What do you need to know about it? We're not going to get super technical with what an estate plan is, but there are some things I think you really want to know about. So let's buckle down and talk about estate planning. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but everyone should have a well-conceived and clearly written estate plan document. In most cases, this includes a will, a trust, durable financial power of attorney, and advanced health care directives. Now, that sounds like a lot, but let's break it down and we'll take a look at each one. So the first one, what is a will? Simply put, a will answers the question, where do you want your stuff to go when you pass away? A will is a written statement telling people where it goes and who gets what. To make it legal, you're going to want to write it down, sign and date it, and have a witness. Okay, the next one. What is a trust or a revocable trust or a living trust? This document lays out who distributes your assets after you pass away. So it's important because if you don't have it in place, your family might need to spend months in court sorting things out. This is the process that's known as probate. It costs a lot of money. And you want to avoid it if you can. Some people say, well, if I'm dead, then who cares if we go to probate or not? Well, the answer I say to that is you don't want that to be the legacy that you leave. A trust will help you avoid probate and transfer your assets smoothly. Next one, what is a durable financial power of attorney? Big term there. This gives someone authority to access your money if you're not able to. Sometimes we see this when folks get older and they're not able to write checks any longer. Maybe one of their children are able to help them out and have durable financial power of attorney to help them pay their bills and things. And finally, what is an advanced healthcare directive? If you're in the hospital and incapacitated, who do you want making the decisions for you? This document, the Advanced Healthcare Directive, spells that out. Today's principle is estate planning. Get your ducks in a row. Make sure your estate plans are properly in place. I recommend that you talk with an estate planning attorney to get help with these four items. It will cost you some money to get it done, but it's part of being a good financial steward with your money. If you need additional help with this or want to speak with a local fee-only financial advisor, visit napfa.org, N-A-P-F-A dot O-R-G. 
or you can contact me directly by visiting my website, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions about money, Wall Street, and local issues. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com, investment management that is low-cost, smart, and accessible by all. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. We have Amy Dilbeck Keysweater joining us today. Amy owns ADK Heritage Law and is an estate planning attorney. Amy, thanks for being here. Of course, thanks for having me. Let's start with our first question from Bruce in Ventura. What is probate, and why exactly have I heard it's so bad? (laughs) Well, Mike, you know, it's funny. That's probably the question I get most often in my office. Um, When people come in to an estate planning attorney, one of the things they are trying to avoid is the dreaded probate. And they've probably heard the word probate a number of times, and they know they don't want to do it, but most people don't actually know what it is. So the simple definition is that probate is the court-supervised process of transferring assets upon death. So technically, anybody that dies in the state of California, if they have any assets and they have either a will or they have assets that weren't a part of a will, they normally go through the probate process. And why it's so bad (laughs) is, uh, you know, as hard as the courts try, as great as our probate judges are, it's a lot of work. If you think about, you know, your assets in your portfolio, your your house, your car, your kids, all the different scenarios that come together to make up your life and trying to take that all through the court process, it's, it's time-consuming, it's uh, costly, and it's part of the public record, which nobody seems to realize. So in California, we normally advise anybody that's um, looking to simplify their life to opt out of the probate process and create a trust. So that's that's a little bit about what probate is. So creating a trust can help avoid probate. Exactly. So that's basically the main probate avoidance tool we have and or that we recommend from our office is a trust. And uh, basically a, a trust is a document that goes into effect during your life that opts out of the probate process and basically gives directions and authority to somebody to manage your assets assets upon your death. And so we would not need to go to the court to transfer all your assets. It's, 
it really streamlines the process and usually simplifies things quite a bit. Our next question is from Leslie in Camarillo. I have a question about my home. Can't I just put my son on title as a joint tenant? Isn't that cheaper and easier? Well, Leslie, that's a great question. Um, you know, certainly you can put anybody you want on a deed, and that is a very simple um, and cheap way to estate plan. The problem is it's so simple and cheap that uh, most people don't realize the really profound implications that having someone else on the title to your home can create. The largest of which is when you put someone on title as a joint tenant, you are actually making a present gift to that person. You've, you've basically given them at that moment one half of your house. So one of the things that means is obviously let's say uh, – Let's say you got great kids. This will never be your worry. That's always our prayer, right? But perhaps somebody doesn't have a great kid that's got problems with a creditor or is, you know, might sell the house out from under mom or do a number of other things. Basically, you've given that child or whoever else you wanted to put on title, you've given them a, a present interest and a right to manage and control that property during your life that you can't take back. So people need to know and that's part of what we do in our office, is just making sure that people have good guidance and good advice from somebody competent to be able to help you think through what your options are and what the real impact. Sometimes we can be simple and cheap and completely ineffective in our actions. So we want to make sure that people are effective. They are actually accomplishing the things that they want with what they're doing. So please don't put your kids on title. <laughs> Please don't do it. Our next question is from Brenda in Thousand Oaks. What's the difference between going to legal Zoom and going to you? Well, it's funny. I actually just had somebody ask me that the other day in the office as well, Brenda. So we're all familiar with how wonderful the internet is and how much information we have at our fingertips. And I, I sort of distinguish between what we do in our office and what something like legal Zoom does as really getting the best advice and guidance you can on the document. So let's take it back a step for maybe something more people are familiar with as opposed to legal advice, but I know we have all Googled some medical condition. <laughs> you get a fever, you stub your toe, you know, you have a, a mark on your leg that hasn't gone away. We're all on the Internet right away Googling to make sure that we're not going to die tomorrow. But if you came, you know, if you find something on the Internet through, you know, Wiki, Wikipedia or whatever other service you use, uh, normally what people will do is actually go to the doctor and make sure that is, in fact, what is going on. And I think, I think um, LegalZoom sort of serves a similar purpose. You can maybe do research on there. You can see uh, what some of the general concepts are. But I think really in order to be assured and to have peace and confidence in your plan, you really need to meet with someone, a real person you can talk to and ask questions to. One of the things we do in our office is we, we usually have, you know, two or three meetings with our clients to make sure that they are aware of, uh, you know, all the choices they're making, how all the documents work, why they need certain documents, when they would be able to use them, that everything is, you know, notarized and signed appropriately, that the right things are recorded when they need to be, and that basically, you know, all their assets are going to pass uh, at their death and be managed during their life in the way that they want them to. So really the difference is personal advice. 
Our final question comes from Frank in Ojai asking about Proposition 13. I heard that I can pass my tax base on to my kids when I die. Is that correct? And how do I do that? Well, that is correct. If your listenership is not familiar with Prop 13, Prop 13 is basically uh, a law that went into effect in the late 70s that helped Californians to be assured that their property taxes wouldn't take a huge jump up if their value of their house increased. And what it does is, is when you buy the property, you get an, you get a, an assessed value that's 1% of the purchase price of the house, and then your tax your taxes can only increase 2% per year from there. So what that means is a lot of people who bought homes, you know, 20 years ago and paid $100,000, their homes now may be worth a million bucks, but they're still paying a property tax based on what they paid for the property many years ago. So as soon as that person sells the house, that property tax gets reassessed and the new owner has to pay a much higher property tax. So there are some exceptions to that reassessment, and as you know, as Frank asked, it, you can pass it on to your kids. So, uh, let's say you know Frank's parents um, pass away, and Frank inherits that house. Within uh, this is an oversimplification, but but there's documents that need to be filed with the county recorder, and there's some specific requirements that have to be met. And Frank would actually be able to retain that property tax base on the house. So. How do I do that? I guess is a is a bigger question, and that's that is something that our office specializes in, and and something that we do for a lot of clients. It can be a huge a huge uh, money saver over over the years for a family, and it helps to keep you know family properties in the family, which is a great thing. So if you have a Prop 13 issue, you definitely need to see an attorney who's able to do that. It can save you thousands. Our guest today is Amy Dilbeck Keysweater, owner at ADK Heritage Law. If you need some help with getting your estate plan in order, she can walk you through the process. ADKHeritageLaw.com is where you can find more information, or you can call 805-947-4372. And if you have a question for the mailbag, submit it online at Marinantha.com. question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online maranatha.com m-a-r-a-n-a-n-t-h-a.com Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary no commissions no gimmicks call and leave a message today 805-665-3767 Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes, Big Money in the 805. All previous shows are also on Marinantha.com. Special thanks to American Pacific Mortgage and Matt's All Hall. If you need any help with financial matters, you can always contact me online at my website, Marinantha.com, or leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. 
Have a great week. Join us again next time.